Welcome to the Medical Insider Podcast, where we highlight real-life solutions to your health challenges, incorporate new technology and proven solutions from the past with a healthy dose of common sense while resisting the pitfalls of idiopathic classifications and economically-based medical doctrine. This is your host, Dr. Thomas Santucci. Let's get started. Welcome to this first edition of the Medical Insider. We're going to borrow heavily from the functional medicine traditions, add the new technology that's happened, and then add the new regenerative medicine, where we're talking about essentially repositioning your capability to deal with your issues from the outside to the inside. When we talk about a functional medicine context, the Functional Medicine Institute and the people really on that side of medicine kind of did a deep dive in rewriting diagnostics and rewriting organ understanding and rewriting interrelationships of causality. Came up with a couple of really amazingly good models that made conventional medicine not look so good. When we're looking at specific conditions, we can take a deeper dive when we're looking at cognitive disorders like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or or just um, dementias in general. We see that by combining different parts of medicine, we can get much, much better results. And we're going to be reviewing those. The specific interventions will also talk about new technologies. A thing that's happened and is happening as we speak is the body of knowledge here is doubling every three years. Conventional medicine being a very, very conservative thing is probably 10 to 30 years behind, depending on which branch of medicine you're talking about. So again, the purpose of this podcast is to share some of the revelations we've had in the four different clinics that I've run over the last 25 years. There's basically a couple of things that everybody can take as, as, as takeaways. And one of the things is in a complex task, we've got to be dealing with multiple variables. We look at Murphy's Law that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But the, one of the, the subsets of that is by not considering enough details, you'll get the wrong answer. So in complex diagnostics, which is usually in these so-called idiopathic conditions, what we see is an oversimplification and really just utilizing one of the four parts of medicine. So I'm going to go through really what we think the basic framework should be and how we should set up a proper diagnostic algorithm. About five years ago, I wrote a book called Engineering Medical Miracles. It was a book mostly on the overview of functional medicine and then some specific biochemical interventions. I'd always intended to write a sequel to it that picked up on the technology, and now I'll have to write another one that picks up on regenerative medicine. This is some of the material from that book. So this is the forward. So integrating functional medicine offers a real-life opportunity to correct the course of healthcare. Rational research-based protocols that address the cause of the complex health problems in a patient-oriented model. Now, these everyday miracles are establishing a new standard of practice for the discerning patient and the enlightened practitioner. At the time when I wrote this, I thought this was going to be how medicine turned out. Between COVID and really the restriction of information, 
that was probably the golden age. If anything, the functional medicine village has become a corporation in the in the years that have passed. So we're trying to turn that back to what it was. I felt that for some time it was necessary to chronicle the evolution of metabolic functional medicine so that the lessons, methods, and important safeguards we have so painstakingly derived are not lost in the excitement and chaos of new discoveries or obscured by the subspecialties. That's what happened. Now to the medical field, new to the medical field, functional testing and protocols were initially disregarded by the neurologist, endocrinologist, and internal medicine docs because of the unwarranted claims to correct incurable conditions. At the time, I thought that was changing. It's not. Much of the perspective of this book stems from my background as the son of medical parents. Georgetown educated, enjoyed some intense Washington, D.C. and Silicon Valley business career prior to becoming a doctor at age 40. I was classically trained as a chiropractor. My medical education started with the orthopedic and holistic orientation of that profession, progressed to the biochemistry of functional medicine, and has continued with the brain-oriented work of the functional neurology, QEG, neurofeedback, and now is settling in idiopathic diseases and regenerative medicine. My very favorite thing on earth is stem cells. Each of these subspecialties employs a way of thinking and an intrinsic belief system that becomes kind of a creed for its practitioners to follow. This is perhaps justified by the substantial advances that they have made and their very real, tangible clinical results, but it also limits them. In each case, I have felt it was necessary when I got different kinds of education to avoid drinking the Kool-Aid of any one subspecialty. Clinically, the apparently simple solutions have never yielded good results for the support of complex conditions. In the early days of trying to understand fatigue and pain syndromes, we need to develop solutions that combine inputs from the vastly different worlds of neurology and biochemistry. Recently, this work has progressed into a potent mix of machines and processes, integrating sophisticated neurofeedback equipment, PMF generators, and efforts to support cognitive conditions like depression, anxiety, and memory loss. Later, when we add regenerative solutions like stem cells, intranasal applications that go directly in the cerebral spinal fluid, we begin to make real inroads into very complex conditions like like Alzheimer's. The goal of this work is not so much to provide specific tactics, but rather the broad strokes to recover and sustain health with the 50 years of functional medicine insights and the new technology. The contributions of many neurometabolic solutions are going to be covered. Interventions and concepts are meant to be presented in a straightforward and understandable manner. It's my hope that neurometabolic changes will provide a stage for the next phase of health interventions that hold the promise of significantly increasing vitality and extending life. So in general, I want to give you a heads up of, of how this is going to work. So we're going to cover a functional medicine context. Functional medicine has provided really an outline for the handling of complex conditions. It assumes the basic model it uses antecedents, triggers, and modulators. So it assumes that we're looking at the patient as an individual. One of the things that we've really gotten away from, especially in the subspecialties, is diagnosing the same thing over and over again and, you know, erroneously. And then treating each patient like they're the same as the patient before. The second section that we're going to be looking at is looking at specific health concerns. And what we're going to be looking at is basically the things that are either killing the most people, so cardiac and cancer, 
or the things that we're just not very good in this country at getting resolution on. And I would say that that is the arthritis, it's the chronic pain syndromes, it's the things that we associate with aging. And then we're going to specifically do a deep dive into functional neurology and regenerative medicine. Both of these offer solutions that are so far beyond conventional applications that they're, they're really considered alien by most primary care doctors. And remember, if your primary care doctor is not aware of a thing, then he will either label it as unscientific or just something he doesn't know anything about. We had a recent referral to internal medicine doctor who had been taking care of a post-cancer patient. And he said that, you know, under no circumstances would he mess around with hormones. That was fascinating because hormone therapy is exactly what would have prevented that patient from having another relapse. So when we look at what's going on with the conventional kinds of, you know, are the avenues for education and the avenues for expansion in conventional medicine, keeping up with the research, we're seeing some major, major problems. That's the bad part. The good part is that this leaves an opportunity for practitioners, for patients to actually begin to explore these things, to look in more than one area and design a solution for you that goes way beyond convention and probably suits your healthy, long life in a much, much more effective way. So in the next podcast, I'm going to go into what we're really doing these days in terms of understanding clinical efficacy and in terms of addressing specific conditions. Look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Medical Insider Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you visit medicalinsider.com Go ahead and sign up for these episodes, get them sent directly to your inbox, do us a favor and give us a like.